Welcome to the Into the Maze podcast. I'm Chris Shore, your host. My goal is to have short episodes about topics that interest me in the tabletop RPG world. With that said, let's head into the maze. This episode of Into the Maze is being recorded on January 30th, 2023. Today's episode is around my Dungeon 23, Level 1. So my level one is, this level doesn't have a fancy name, it's just called the base. The I Basically I've rolled up everything that is happening in my hexes, setting up things like the terrain, the predominant terrain, the vegetation, the temperature, the sort of baseline temperature, precipitation amount. Typically the precipitation amount is what comes down on a, like I basically said, how often do they get inches of rain? Daily, weekly, monthly, annually. Air quality, this has a whole wide range of options here. And then cultural density. The cultural density then in turn modifies the quantity of cultures that are going to be in the hex. My first hex is simply called the base. The natives, uh, folk who live there, they don't actually have a name for it, or at least not one I defined. Uh, one of the other things is this tower is gradually, very slowly, getting smaller and smaller, and that shrinkage is reflected inside the, uh, on the interior of the tower itself in each of the hexes. And so, so basically, you consider a hex, and inside the hex are a bunch of squares, and each square is one by one miles for this particular hex. And then what I have learned is that the hex, the way I've uh, built it on my graph paper, contains 360 of these squares. So this particular first hex is 360 square miles. That's pretty big. That's roughly, well, where I live is in Santa Barbara County, kind of the section that I live in. Yeah, that's about 360 miles if you go back, 360 square miles if you go back into the mountains behind Santa Barbara. Anyways, that probably, that reference doesn't really help for most people, but it does help for me as I'm thinking about this. The, uh, basically, you know, I'm doing one encounter a day for seven days per hex. So let me get into this hex one. So the first off, it's underground. I did underground, but I kind of made it a huge cavern. And then I said the vegetation is wetlands. Although maybe what I'm, I, now that I'm rereading this as I'm actually literally recording this podcast, I might do it as wetlands, but more like underground wetlands. So maybe it's some sort of, uh, there's dripping from the ceiling and there's a bunch of fungus and mushroom sort of underground vegetation. The temperature, quite cold, just hovering around freezing, maybe just above freezing, because there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of precipitation. The what I rolled was not that inches of precipitation annually, so not a lot of precipitation. Crisp, clear air quality, and then the cultural density I rolled up, hunter-gatherers. And so I ended up with only one dominant culture here, and we'll get into it in a little bit, but it's a group of a small clan of carnivorous apes. The way you get into this tower from the outside is via an underground river, and then that drops you off at this, at this marshland. And inside here, it's bitterly cold. 
And there seems to be a bunch of photolytic fungi across the ceiling. And right there, in, as people enter through that river and they sort of maybe bob to the surface, there are there's a crew of trolls. And those trolls are basically, they're toll-taking trolls. However, uh, if people can't pay the, pay the toll, then they're going to pay in their own flesh. Next up, there is all encircling and crisscrossing uh, across this this hex is what I'm calling the canopy road. The whole hex is is a huge marshland, although out to the edges it's a little drier. But uh, it's tough to walk through the at the ground level. But up in the vegetation, there's this network of of branches and little platforms, maybe sometimes connected by a rope or a rope swing. That's the canopy road. And that serves the the carnivorous apes who live here quite well. In the middle of the hex is a big hill. The hill, again, is unnamed, but that is where this clan has their village. And it's covered, it's kind of covered in different vegetation, and it's somewhere you can see throughout the entire hex relatively easily. This is also a place where you might find some representatives of all other cultures visiting here. I hadn't, when I first wrote this hex, hadn't actually figured out how the gates were going to work and um, and that there potentially could be gates down from upper hexes. That's something I'll talk about in a future episode. At one edge of the hex is a concealed entrance to what I call the maintenance stairway. And actually, every hex has this. Sometimes I don't talk about it, but in this one, I kind of got into it. And the maintenance stairway, first of all, is typically guarded by a sphinx. And to get past the sphinx, you need to have the right riddle. And uh, I think I'm going to talk about this in further detail in other episodes, is the that there's an entire, throughout the whole tower, there's this black market in riddles and riddle fragments, answers, questions, and various, and people are trying to put them together because the riddles are what let you go move through and between the gates and also in some cases gives you access to the to the hallways to the maintenance hallways in this case most of the time the maintenance hallways people aren't so interested in the maintenance hallways because they don't actually connect the gates the only way between the gates is through the uh, through the uh, sorry through the hexes the only way to get between the hexes is via the gates but the maintenance hallways are good for doing things inside the hex itself the ceiling is roughly somewhere i wrote it down here i'll have to look it up what i wrote the ceiling in this uh room is you know about you know what i think i put about five or six hundred feet up and uh, at the top of the maintenance hallway there's a little control tower that actually can control the lights in the in the hex and do some other things it actually looks sort of like to, in my mind, a television studio at a sports stadium. That's what this looks like. And so there's a way to, you can see down into the hex and you can, you know, if you want to control the lights and what have you. No one's been here for quite some time. And I didn't, I kind of moved away from this uh, whole idea of the maintenance, the maintenance rooms on each tower. We'll see. I might cut that later when I get back. But hey, this is an iterative creative process and something that I came up with. The last thing is I for, I had forgotten to put a gate. And so in the southwest corner of the hex, there is a black dragon. And uh, the black dragon is an ancient black dragon. But if you've got the riddle, you can get you can get out of this hex. 
And all you have to do, the Black Dragon's going to ask you the answer to the riddle. And if you can get it, you can get out of the hex and enter through the gate. If you don't have the answer to the riddle, well, things might not go so well with you. I guess you can always try to fight your way out. If not, oh well, I guess we're starting over at square one. That's it for today's episode. Talk to you later. Future Chris here. Looks like when I was recording the bit about the size of the squares and the hex, I neglected this. I did say that the hexes were getting smaller as they went up. And basically the way that I'm doing that is I'm taking in square hex one, the squares were one mile by one mile on each side. Hex two, as I'll talk next week, the squares were 0.98 miles by 0.98 miles, which multiplied together equals, I think, approximately 0.94 square miles, which then multiplied by 360 squares turns out to be I think it turned out to be 344 square miles, that hex. And so each hex is slightly getting smaller and smaller. And the way I'm calculating that is by shrinking the length of each side of the squares that then in turn make up the hex. All right, it's outro time. Thanks for listening to Into the Maze, conceived, presented, and edited by me, Chris Shore. You can send me a voicemail via Spotify. I'd love to play some listener feedback in a future episode. I can also be found on Mastodon at Chris Shore, although I'm not a frequent visitor. Maybe publicizing this here will get me to go more often. Anyway, it's been great to chat with you today, but I've got to go. I hope to talk with you the next time we head into the maze.